of the Backdoor Cover, actually a live edition of the Backdoor Cover podcast on the IV Sports podcast feed. We're calling this the quarantine edition. We are trying to keep each other's sanity uh, during this time and uh, keep my co-host, Alan, uh, just, I'm worried about you, man. How are you doing on now, what, like eight days with no real gambling without sports? Or it's more than that. We're up to like almost two weeks, right? I hate everything. I hate everybody. <laughs> Food doesn't taste the same. Colors aren't the same color. That kind of deal. Man, I, I mean, I don't know. Like today, I was thinking, like, what day is it? And I had to really look to figure out what day it is. It's Thursday, but I mean, every day just feels like Monday without sports. So every day's a Monday. Well, I don't know if you saw the meme that I shared on. Um, the Facebook group, but it just it gave me a chuckle because it's true. Because you know you always see when two people are similar, the the two Spider Mans pointing at each other, and somebody made that where there's seven standing around in a circle, all pointing at each other, and it's each day of the week, and it's like that's like so true right now because it just everything feels the same. It's it's weird, and uh, we're trying to provide you know content right now to uh, give you guys something to listen to, something to do. We're going to actually go over some NFL futures, and then uh, we're going to open up the calls, which it does not have to be about gambling. I mean, obviously, we, we love to talk about that, but it can be about anything. Um, so uh, you want to go ahead and try to run through this NFL stuff so we can get to the Q&A? Yeah, let's go ahead and, and knock it out. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, – let's start with the divisions because, you know, we had – and we talked about this last time we were together – just all the moves that happened uh, in the NFL. I know that you and RC did a great podcast. Was that Sunday? Again, the days are running together where y'all did the good, the bad, and the ugly of the NFL free agency. And I know yeah, it was some Sunday of the night. odds have changed. It was Sunday. Some of the odds have yeah. changed. Some have not. Uh, why don't we start? We'll start with uh, the two uh, divisions that we probably have the most self-interest with. We'll start with yours first. The, these are the odds as of, uh, I believe it was Monday when I looked these up, to win the NFC West. The Niners are still the favorites at 6-5. to five. The Seahawks are second at 5-2. to two. The Rams are there at 3-1, to one, which was a little surprising with all the guys they've lost. And the Cardinals, despite getting DeAndre Hopkins, are 15-2. to two. Uh, First, does any of those surprise you uh, with some of the moves that have been made? And uh, second, no. which one do you like? No, nah, not really. Um, and then, honestly, it's really hard to to um, to repeat success at the NFL level, especially when you have uh, what most people would consider like an anomaly. Like last year's season with the Niners, I mean, nobody expected that. <clears throat> um, we lost Emmanuel Sanders. I would like to see what we do out the draft. I, I don't think the defense will play that well. I mean, last year was like a just – like an, an all-time effort 
uh, from the defense and production. It's really hard to repeat those types of things. We lost Buckner, who, like I had said in previous two podcasts we've done here on IBN, I think is extremely important. So I like the Seahawks um, a little bit, just because if you think about it, as well as the Niners played last year, we still only barely won the division. Like it took, it took, uh, what it was like the two inch line. <laughs> it was like two inches away from yep. losing the division uh, in Seattle. So I would anticipate us to to take a a slight step back, maybe Seattle to take a slight step forward. Um, I, I think Russell Wilson is obviously the X factor. He still dominates that division. And um, I, I like the Seahawks early on as as a value play to win the division. Wow! So you do like the Seahawks? Um, just just from a it, value perspective. Does it surprise you the Rams are still ahead of the Cardinals? With I mean, they're going to be a mess next year, right? I mean, the Cardinals surprised me last year with how competitive they were. I'm not saying that they're like a threat to win the division necessarily because you got two really good teams at the top. I'm just surprised that they had that much faith in Jared Goff when the defense got weaker. Their offensive line was a mess last year. I know Gurley's a shell of himself, but he still scored 14 touchdowns last year. Why Why do you think they're still the, the third betting favor? Is that just recency bias where they, they've had success, so they're still kind of giving them credit for that? No, I mean the the Rams are better than the than the Cardinals. I don't I don't care if the Cardinals did get Hopkins. I mean their defense is still uh, a little sus. I mean you got a second year coach uh, in in Kingsbury, and then just in general a second year uh, quarterback. I mean <clears throat> for what it's worth, Goff and McVay and and the offense and just in general that that organization in St. Louis seems to have it together a little bit more than the Cardinals. So I'm not too surprised. I, I think that's – I think having them at 3-1 to one is a bit of a stretch, um, but having them ahead of the Cardinals isn't really a big deal to me. I think that's accurate. Okay. All right, so let's move on to my division, which just also to me was interesting. The NFC South, the Saints are 1-1. One to one. Uh, The Bucks are 6-4. to four. The Falcons are – my Falcons, 13-2. to two. And the Panthers are 14 to one. This is the division that has had the most interesting moves. I think if you really look at it, obviously Brady going to the Bucks. I think you're going to see more guys. Uh, I don't know if I like the LeBron effect. That's all narrative from a lot of people. But where you're going to have, you know, veterans that want to win a title, maybe take a little bit uh, more of a deal to go to Tampa, play with Brady. Uh, New Orleans has also made some moves. The Falcons, obviously. Uh, Sign Gurley. Uh, I actually like that deal just because it's one year, $5 million. He's getting paid more from the team that he was on than the team he's actually playing for, and he's, he's going to want to try to get another contract. So if he's got anything left in him, the Falcons are going to get the most they can out of him. They replaced Hooper with Hayden Hurst. And then the Panthers, I, I really like Teddy Bridgewater. That's their uh, quarterback. I think that was a very smart move. I think he's one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the, you know, the league. Uh Again, who would you uh, – any of these odds really surprise you, and, and who do you like? Um, I would say it's not super surprising exactly uh, what the addition of Tom Brady has done for the um, for the Buccaneers in regards to, to their odds. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. 
remember before the season, I said that the Falcons would, would probably um, probably be like a value play. That was before <laughs> before the Buccaneers picked up Tom Brady. Uh, I do like the Teddy Bridgewater um, pickup by the Panthers. I just don't know how much how many wins that's going to translate to. And um, I took the liberty of pulling up the um, strength of schedule for next year. Falcons are top five. If you're going by the 2019 combined record and, and you're taking that into the uh, 2020 season, the Falcons have the fifth most difficult schedule. Um, Don't the depress next, me. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. The next closest <laughs> to that is the Buccaneers at, at 16th, and then you go all the way down towards the bottom. And, I mean, the, the Saints have the 24th most difficult schedule, uh, just taking the standings from last year. Um, so I would have to go with the Saints, um, even though, I mean, it's even money, but I just don't see how they can stay healthy and not win this division, even with Tom Brady coming in. It's just, it's like, how how do you not pick the Saints? Like, what, what would their drop-off be? And, and, and then their addition of uh, Malcolm Jenkins, I think, will, will um, give them a little bit more of an edge in that division and kind of, uh, solidify themselves as, as a hard-hitting defense, uh, which I talked about on our last podcast uh, I did with Ronnie. Uh, I like that move. And then you got to think they've got they've got Drew Brees still, even though he's a little up in age, but they still got the same exact system offensively, which nobody's really figured out how to stop. Uh, the defense should improve slightly. And then um, I'm sure they're going to want to showcase uh, Taysom. So, I like them to win. I don't really think it's going to be much of a competition after probably like week six or seven if the Saints stay healthy. Man, I hate hearing that, but I am really worried. We talked about this, what, I guess oh, it's been about a month ago when when you were talking about that the Falcons are going to predominantly have to, you know, build through the draft, which I've been proud of the moves that they made. I, I think they've done the best that they can in the you know circumstances. They've had some guys take some pay cuts. They've obviously cut Freeman and Trufant, and I really like the Fowler signing, but they still need so much help. Uh, my my one hope is that Gurley has one good year left, uh, and adding him into an offense that was already pretty good, and then the fact that the offensive line last year was just really banged up and hopefully this year they're healthy, and so therefore they play better. But if if I was a, a wise man, I, I would probably say definitely the favorites deserve to be the Saints, and, and that's why the odds are the way they are. Let's get to the NFC North. So the Packers right now are 5-4. to four, The Vikings are 21-10. to 10, The Bears are 7-2, to two, and the Lions are 8-1. to one. And before we get into that, because I just got to ask this, you're the gambling expert, not me. Why are the odds so weird at the beginning of the year? Like, why do they give uh, the numbers I mean, the way that they are? A lot of it, a lot of it is just because uh, nobody's really bet on it yet. So they're just giving you kind of like base odds of what they think is going to happen. And once you see money start coming in, especially – Considering how many casinos and things have been shut down and everything, uh, like Vegas in general, where pretty much everybody gets their uh, their numbers from, is is not really functioning right now. So they just somebody probably just put out like a rough draft, <laughs> is what I'm thinking. Right. They just put something out and then just kind of left it there because I mean you can't really <clears throat> you can't really put any money uh, anywhere anyway unless unless you have like an online book. 
So. Okay. So in that division, who do you like, and do any of those odds surprise you? <clears throat> um, I don't even like the NFC North in general. It's, it's always like, uh-huh. yeah. So, um, hold on. Race to the bottom. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's just such a such a boring conference. I mean, division. I mean, it's always been like that. I mean, it always boils down to two teams: Packers and Vikings. And then occasionally you can throw the Bears in. Can you throw the Bears in this year? I don't really know. I think if the Bears' defense comes back and and um, solidifies themselves as, as a uh, force, not not a good defense, but an actual force, where they're getting the turnovers and the and the uh, the production that they were getting from uh, Khalil Mack in that first season that he joined them, then I honestly think that they could be a surprise play. Just because I think Nick Foles is going to do okay in the Nagy system, I think every system that's been uh, based on on um, Andy Reid or an Andy Reid disciple, he's excelled in. I don't see the difference. Um, I don't see much of a difference in Nagy and Peterson, uh, and then also his ten years, what in Philly and in Kansas City, both with Andy Reid. I don't really see a scenario where he's not at least. 30 times better than Trubisky, which Trubisky is the bottom floor. He's, like, underneath the floor. He's terrible. So they're going to get production out of him. I don't like the Jimmy Graham pickup. I don't really think it matters. But the Vikings getting rid of Diggs, I'm trying to figure out what they're going to do going forward. But they've still got arguably the best coach in the the division right now. Arguably the Um, best back in the league. I'm not a big fan of Aaron Rodgers in regards to how he runs the offense as a, as a quarterback and, and his his like attitude, man. I, I know it sounds weird to say that about a vet, but I think you've heard me say it a couple times, and, and I've been on record by saying that I don't really think he's a good leader, and when things don't go his way, I don't like how he responds. So I'm hesitant to to back the Packers for the simple fact that he lost he lost a, a key tackle in Beluga, who even though he doesn't play that much, he's he's been a presence there for probably five, six, maybe seven years. He's been there for a while in my mind, so um, that might be a problem. Um, they're gonna have to adjust to that, get a new tackle in there. Um, they also still I don't know the chemistry between him and and, and Lafleur. I, I still think it's a little rocky. And and then last year, despite their record, they really didn't play that well. They just got lucky that the division was weak, man. And um, Rodgers is still – he's still a little beat up. I mean, he, he had finally had a good season last year where he didn't get, uh, you know, nicked up or injured. But I, I think he's going to take some hits this year. He still holds on to the ball too long. So there's all these different things that make me hesitant to to want to jump on what would be considered the favorite there. So for right now, I'm going to kind of do the same thing I did in the uh, Niners division and just go with what I think is a better value, and and that's the the Vikings. Yeah, I really like the Vikings. I think – I mean, don't you think that – I know Diggs is a big loss, but – I know that they wanted to become a more run-oriented team, and they did. And there's so many good receivers in, you know, the, the what, first two rounds of the draft that that's kind of the game plan, right, is they're probably going to draft one of those guys to replace Diggs and rely a little bit more on Cook. 
Um, well, we were talking about that on the podcast before um, Sunday when we were talking about how Zimmer, they don't have an identity. They need to figure it out. Are you going to be a passing team? Are you going to be a running team? If you're going to be a running team, then it doesn't make sense to to have the talent and Thielen and Diggs on the outside. They don't have Diggs now, but just saying they had talent. Now, it would appear that they are going to gear themselves more to being run-oriented because they let Treadwell go. They let Diggs go. Um, I haven't seen them pick up anybody of note from from uh, from a receiver standpoint. They still got Thielen, and they still got Kyle Rudolph, and obviously Dalvin Cook. I mean, they can they can make that work. This it's not a big deal. It's just whatever you decide to do, like stick to it. You know, there there were right. some inconsistencies in in their game planning last year that was not dictated by opponents. It was just literally like the coaching staff. I think sometimes we're just trying to force certain things, and I think some of that is what led to Diggs' uh, frustration with the offense and his his um, production in that offense. So I would I would just like to see them just pick pick something and stick to it. Uh, I, I like Zimmer as a coach. I think he's a great coach, um, and and they respond. And then they also, even though they lost Xavier Rhodes, I don't really think that's going to hurt them as much as people think. And they've always kind of been a unit when it comes to defense anyway. So as long as the people, they, as long as their core players know the system and, and believe in the system, and it sounds kind of cheesy, but, but like they can plug and play at certain spots. Like Xavier Rose isn't the centerpiece of that defense anymore. I think it's been that way for a couple of years. So they can find another corner who's going to be solid and they'll still be fine. They keep their front and, and how they do their work in the trenches. And then they're still going to be a force in that division because I honestly think that between them and the Bears, they're going to give the Packers the most trouble because of the the play in the trenches. All right. Let's uh, do the NFC East, uh, which, um, boy, the Cowboys have lost some good players. I know they, they re-signed both uh, Cooper and Elliott earlier in the year. Uh, they franchised that, supposedly working on a contract. The Eagles have been kind of quiet. The Giants, you know, I guess it depends on what you think about, uh, you know, Jones going into next year. Obviously, they got Barkley and some good guys on the offensive side of the ball, and then the Redskins are the Redskins right now. But the Eagles are the favorite at eleven to ten. The Cowboys are twenty-seven to twenty. Uh, the Giants are eight to one, and the Redskins are ten to one. Is there any reason not to believe that the Eagles? should be the favorite and probably are going to run away with the division, especially considering that Dallas, although they've got their core offensive pieces, they're losing core pieces elsewhere because of how much they have invested uh, in the quarterback, running back, and receiver. Um, that's a good question, man. I think this division obviously is a two-man race. I like everything the Eagles have done this offseason – to counter what the Cowboys have done this offseason. I feel like the Eagles are building a team to win the division, to beat the Cowboys, because they understand the Cowboys are their only real competition in the division. If you look at the moves that they made up front to, to get the players that they got, and then the acquisition of Darius Slade to counter Amari Cooper, who has – been successful in the division against everybody for the most part, but Darius Slade – the I think they played maybe three times this year. I mean, there's enough data there to 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 make a case that Darius Slay is 
he has Amari's number, and I and I feel like Darius Slay, with the way he plays defense too, is is a cornerback that you can play cover zero and, and leave him by himself, and, and you feel confident that he can pretty much hang with anybody, especially in that in that division. So, um, I would say he's probably a better a better suit for that defense than Darby was, even though it looked like Darby could do it when he was in Buffalo. But I mean, Darius Slay literally has made his his um, his money off of shadowing people, and that's truly what that secondary needed, a, a corner who could shadow and, and lock down one side of the field. So I'm going to stick with the Eagles, but, again, this is all based on how healthy they can be. If Carson Wentz goes down, and it's really fragile because Carson Wentz goes down every year, basically, but if Carson Wentz goes down, then, then you're screwed, you know? So, it, I mean, do you want to – do you want to bet on Carson Wentz to stay healthy? Because that's essentially what you're doing. You're betting on Carson Wentz to stay healthy for an entire season. And that's shaky, man. That is real shaky. I don't think Dallas is going to have too much drop. Um, last year, even though they, they, you know, the record doesn't reflect it, they were competitive for the majority of their games. Uh, they just couldn't close out games or, or just some hiccups here and there. A lot of what – Hurt Dallas last year, I blame on coaching. So I'm eager to see how they're going to play with McCarthy um, and, and whether or not he can make the subtle adjustments to to win the games rather than lose the games uh, here and there. So I think they only maybe had like one or two blowout games. One of them I, I want to say was the Jets game, and I can't remember the other one. But for the most part, their games were relatively close. But like I said, it just to me it just got – it was more geared to coaching – as to why that the Cowboys were not that successful. And then, you know, Byron Jones is gone. He was he was a solid uh defensive player for them. Um <clears throat> the loss of Frederick is really gonna hurt yeah. them. I mean, NFL centers are probably some of the most unappreciated uh athletes in the in the in the league. And the things that they do for a quarterback and the offensive line and just the offense in general, it's, it's essentially like a second coach out there. I mean, so Frederick was one of the best at his position. Um, I'm, I know he'll definitely be missed. I loved him when he came out of college. I'm sad to see him retire because of health reasons, but, um, you know, these things do happen. And I think that kind of throws a wrench in the Cowboys' plans because I really think their draft board drastically changes because of him uh, having to retire. I don't know if that came as a shock to them or what, but um, I, I need to see how they make that adjustment because it doesn't matter how good Tyron Smith is, how good Martin is. If your center is not there, like if your quarterback and center don't have chemistry or if your your center can't be relied on to, to help with the, with the um, line adjustments, you're going to have issues. And, it, and it's not just about the snap. I mean, the snap is probably the last thing people worry about uh, at, at this level or just any level out to college once, once you know, the center is, is picked. You want to know that he knows the blocking schemes and that the players around him have faith in him and um, the quarterback has faith in him for protection. So um, that will be really interesting to see how they adjust to that going forward. So I'm going to stick with the Eagles right now, but by all means, don't hold me to it. Because, <laughs> again, I mean, we're banking on when to be healthy. Yeah, you actually kind of convinced me. I probably would take the Cowboys just because you're getting better odds and the fact that uh, I tell people all the time, I think that Dak and Carson, if they're both healthy and bringing everything into account, I'd probably rather have Wentz 
But that is like the biggest, you know, factor to me. And a quarterback is like, are they going to be out there? And Dak is just a tank. I mean, he, he is not only out there, you know, he takes hits, he gets back up, I mean, day in and day out. And as you said, Wentz just can't stay healthy. So you're almost like then betting on, do you think that the Eagles can win the division with Wentz, say, missing at least four or five games? That's been probably about the average over the last three, four seasons. And probably the answer to that uh, is no. Um, because we're already almost at 12 o'clock, we'll save the AFC for the next time. But I do want to talk about the NFC championship odds. So, the, the I was gonna say uh, we can favorites. we can still hey we can still run it. I mean, people can call; they'll just call. But we can still run the show like normal. I don't I don't want to leave anything out. We got time. Okay. All right. So let's we'll go. Well, actually, let's finish up the NFC and then we'll go to the NFC. So the the conference championship. The the four biggest favorites are the Niners at nine nine to two, the Saints at thirteen to two, and then you have the Eagles and the Bucks at eight to one. Uh, with what you just told me about the Saints, uh, are you a little surprised they're not the favorite over the Niners? Um, <clears throat> yes, kind of. I think. I mean, the Niners are going to be a darling, man. Like that's that's just what every, everybody's going to jump on. That I mean, as far as like gambling goes, uh, from a public standpoint, people tend to run with with what they last saw. Like it's uh, what do you guys call it? Um, recency bias or something like that. So right. people yeah. are people are going to jump all over the Niners, 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 and the only thing that also annoys me about the Saints and what I'm assuming is the reason why people are not putting them um, ahead as far as odd makers is that they always find a way to trick it up, man. They love to keep people in games, especially around the playoff time. They love to complain about the refs and how they got screwed. But then you look at some of the play calling that they've done, um, especially from Sean Payton, and it just makes you wonder, are you really trying to win the game? Because if you're really trying to win the game, then you wouldn't be doing some of the stupid stuff that you do. So, you get you get a you're more confident in the Niners defense and and what you would assume would be Jimmy G taking a step forward than you are at an old Drew Brees and a Sean Payton who just does some of the most head scratching things <laughs> in the playoffs. Uh, so, I mean the the Saints have. The Saints have been a top three team in the NFC for the last probably like five, six years. How many times have they represented the Super Bowl? Not twice. I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. So, like, they've they've really squandered a lot. They've they've really been wasteful. So, I don't think it's a disrespectful thing. I think odds makers are just sticking to what they know baseline to come up with these very very early uh, odds. Because I would recommend, uh, just from recency and history, the teams that lose in the Super Bowl, uh, as a Falcons fan, I've seen this twice, uh, they typically do not do very well that next season. It's really difficult. I just think it's really tough when you get to the game that close. I mean, think about it, especially in the Niners position, you, you led most of that game. Uh, it's going to be difficult. I'm not saying they can't do it. They have one of the best coaches in the league, one of the most talented young rosters, but Again, I look at, you know, my Falcons who, you know, blew it in a worse way a few years ago, but they also came back with basically everybody. Everybody's really excited about them. And then I think we went like 9-7 and seven or 10-6 and, and we're a wild card. Uh, are, are, 
is it just the Tom Brady factor? I mean, do we really think that he's going to make that big of a difference that the Bucks now should basically be the third highest, or excuse me, lowest odds to to win the NFC this year? Is that is that not kind of insane? Yeah, it kind of is. To the I mean, it is it is a big Tom Brady boost. I, I guess I have to be I have to be honest about it because I, I kind of bashed it a little bit just because I've been one of the loudest people saying, yo, Tom Brady's old. <laughs> and he is. He's old. <laughs> uh, people need to start realizing that he's old. And, and the counter to he's that old. came from, yeah, it came from Ronnie uh, in the whole Tom Brady system, TV 12 system or, or whatever he calls it. I get all that. But as I, I was showing in the group and what I was saying to Ronnie and some of the concerns that I have just from a logical standpoint, everything that I know about sports and, and NFL and aging and things like that, I'm not an expert, but I'm just saying we've got enough proof that people, when they get to their 40s, decline, not only athletically, but physically, okay? Tom Brady, the clock is ticking on this man. He is 43 at some point. He's going to decline, and and I'm more inclined to think that it's going to start uh, this year. Uh, one of those reasons being that, like I showed in the group with some of the um, screenshots that I took from route combinations of the Patriots last year and route combinations for the Buccaneers. I mean, come on, like it's it's obvious. You don't have to be an X and O expert to to understand that the Patriots operate a lot in space. They run a lot of underneath routes. Pretty much, I would say roughly, if you did 100 passes, you looked at 100 passes from the Patriots, you probably see about 80, 10 yards and under. If you did 100 passes on the Buccaneers, you probably would see eight under 10 and under. Like He's going to have to air the ball out a lot. And I don't know if his arm's up for that at 43. I think that's something to be concerned about. There's absolutely no way. No way that I'm picking them to to win the Super Bowl or or get to the Super Bowl. That is asking entirely too much. Like, the Buccaneers are a solid team with Brady. They are not a good or great team yet, not on paper. So they would have to definitely show that. There's nothing with this acquisition telling you to back the Buccaneers to get anywhere. I mean, we didn't even pick them to win the division. So how are we going to pick them to go to the Super Bowl or anything else like that? Like, that's just absolutely ridiculous to me. And, I mean, I guess the one thing that would make me feel better is that they've got to get a running back, either through free agency or the draft, that is great catching passes out of the field, uh, backfield. I mean, if you, you look at Brady, that's sort of been his blanket for the last – God, it's been a decade. I mean, if you think about all the guys, uh, you know, the Burkheads, the James Whites, uh, I forgot the little scat back they had in the, like the 2010-2011 type run, but uh, I mean that's constantly. And both of the Buccaneers' uh, backs that they have on roster are are some of the worst, at least by statistics, pass catching backs in the league. So uh, let's move on to staying in the NFC. You have the next stretch of the NFC champion. You got at 10 to one the Cowboys, 10 to one the Seahawks. 11 to 1 the Packers in that mid range right there. Which of those teams uh, would you like the most? I'm assuming you're going to say the Seahawks after you know what you said oh, earlier. Oh, of course. Yeah, definitely the Seahawks are 10 to 1. If if I got to pick between those three, I mean, I, I 
I don't even think I, that needs an analysis. Like, I mean, no, it's I just they're a sure. proven team, man. Yeah, no, I was just thinking like they're okay. the more proven team, especially if they get home field. It's it's gonna be oh yeah, it's gonna be good odds if they get home field. Okay, and then for the the longer shots, there's basically four teams. Uh, you got the Rams at thirteen to one, the Vikings at thirteen to one, the Bears at sixteen to one, and my Falcons at twenty to one. If you're going to take a shot right now to win the NFC with a longer shot, which of those do you like the best? Well, I originally said the Falcons until um, Brady. Until Brady came in there. Um, I guess I'd say the Bears, and I'm just more leaning the defense to carry them because we've seen it a thousand times. We saw it last year. An elite defense, like elite-level playing defense, can definitely carry you to a Super Bowl. So, I mean, Khalil Mack and them have done it before. Now, can they find it again? And if they do, then everybody's in trouble, you know, if they do. So. All right. So, we will move on from the NFC to the AFC. Uh, Let's start with the AFC West, which I don't think this is going to take too much discussion the Chiefs are the huge favorites at 11 to 50 odds. I've never seen that. Uh, the Broncos are 9 to 1. The Raiders 10 to 1. And the Chargers 10 to 1. Just to kind of show you how big a favorite the Chiefs are, the lowest odds in most of the NFC uh, divisions were actually lower than what the Broncos, just to win their division, is at 9 to 1. So, uh, this division is pretty open and shut unless something happens to Mahomes, correct? Yeah, even if something happens to Mahomes, I mean, mean, it's got to be season-ending. I mean, if the Broncos (laughs) are statistically the second-best option, I I mean, I don't think it really matters. But um, the uh, 11-50 thing isn't surprising. Like, you're not going to get – plus odds on the Chiefs, man, and anything but the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I'm i actually kind of shocked that they they got uh, – they got plus uh, – yeah, they got plus odds for the AFC Championship. I, I'm shocked by that, honestly. I don't see how they're not the clear-cut favorite. Uh, and, and I'm talking like favorite as in you need to spend money to make money, not, you know, the right. other way around. But, but um, yeah, the Chiefs, Chiefs are winning that division, man. I mean, if, if Mahomes – Kelsey and Hill all got hurt. I still think the Chiefs win by a game. <laughs> That's just there's just no competition in, in that division. I mean, you're talking about Tyrod Taylor. Nobody knows what in the world the Las Vegas Raiders are doing. I don't even know what they're doing. I mean, their, their pickups have just been kind of head scratching. And then um, Vic Fangio and the Broncos, like they, they, their best pickup was Melvin Gordon, I guess. What are they with, doing? With the back, like that was what I, I wanted know, to ask you. Like that, John you have Elway a great is, running back. Elway is trash, man. Elway is so so trash as as a personnel manager. He's awful. I don't know how he hasn't been fired yet. Like it's just maybe it's because he's a legend. Just demote him or, or or have him just hand it over to somebody else. He's just awful, man. Think about what the Broncos had. Four or five years ago, I even four or five, maybe six, seven years ago, whenever they won the Super Bowl, they were in a position to be a dynasty type team, like to set up a run. They had a really young defense. There was there were studs. 
Um, they had Von Miller on contract, and I think they had like the other guy on the other end was like Wolf. Um, they had Talib. They had um, who's my my boy, my corner that I really like, um, Chris Harris. I think they they had him. The offense was the offense had Demarius Thomas, um, and they had um, a really decent offensive line. And, and all they had to do this team, all they had to do was put old fragile Peyton Manning at quarterback. The dude couldn't even throw the football, and they beat the Panthers, who had the MVP of the season. They beat them. They like, went that's fifteen and one that year. Yeah, that with with a quarterback who couldn't really throw. Brock Osweiler replaced Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. Peyton Manning at one point in that year. I, I I can't remember like what game he was, but like that at one point Brock Osweiler really came in to replace Peyton Manning because he was playing so bad, and they still won a Super Bowl, man. And they had nothing to show for that after that season. Like it just all went downhill. I mean, he put all the money in the wrong places. He picked up all the wrong pieces to to reapply. Like, it just seemed like, to me, it just seemed easy. Like, any other GM that's competent or any other person who can manage a roster that's competent comes into a situation like that where all you needed was to plug in a quarterback and you were good. And then all you had to do after that probably was draft the quarterback, but he he gave away all these picks. He he, uh, put the money in – all the wrong places, and then the cap got jacked up. They couldn't even make a trade for Colin Kaepernick when the Niners didn't even want Colin Kaepernick. And people people were saying, oh, he wouldn't really help. Dude, Colin Kaepernick's better than every quarterback that they've had since Peyton Manning, for sure. And he was again, better than Peyton Manning show, that last year. Yeah, and nothing to show for it. I just think it's, I think it's a tragedy, man. Like, I get it. You win a Super Bowl, it does buy you some time, but you shouldn't win a Super Bowl and then run a team into the ground like that. I mean, he's been through how many coaches since then? How many quarterbacks? Like, it, And it hasn't gotten better. They've progressively gotten worse. He's let all the vets go who pretty much went on to other places and still played at a decent level and for minimal money. Like, it makes no sense whatsoever. So, um I don't know, man. I don't know how he keeps his job, but at some point, something's got to give. Yeah, it's really surprising, especially when you look, you know, he really got lucky. I mean, the Peyton, Peyton Manning decided where he was going to go. I, I don't believe John Elway really sold Peyton Manning. He, he was going to go where he thought was the best place for him. Uh, they had that awful year. That's how they got Von Miller. And I feel bad for Von Miller, who was you know, just parentally one of the best and most valuable guys in the league, and he's just asked to play on a team that's trash. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's move to the AFC South, which this was the first one that really kind of surprised me, and I'm hoping you can kind of help me figure this out. They have the Colts as a slight favorite at 6-4 to with with the Rivers move over the Titans at 8-5, to despite the Titans, you know, franchising Henry. They they re-signed Tannehill. Uh, the Texans, with some of their interesting moves, are third at three to one, and then boy, the Jaguars are becoming the Jaguars. I mean, how quickly are we removed from just two years ago them being like what five minutes away from going to the Super Bowl? They are now fourteen to one odds to win the AFC South, who doesn't really have a dominant team. Uh, why do you think the Colts are the favorite? Is that just Philip Rivers' name, Brian Cash, or is and- that just the the? 
it's just Philip Rivers' day, man. I don't see how you can't go Titans here. Uh, I also like to point out that the Jags are statistic or from a gambling standpoint, the Jags are worse than the Redskins. That is really bad, really, really bad, man. Which which is just incredible considering how much young talent they had and how quickly Coughlin just ran that team into the ground. It, it, again. Another another instance where it's like, how in the world does this guy still have his job? Um, but look, we're going to take a quick talk break. Um, we've got our first caller. We're going to figure out who this is, and then we'll be right back. We are back, and we have our first caller. Keith, you want to bring him in? Yeah. We got uh, Ian on the phone. Ian, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right, for real. Stuck in this house. <laughs> You're not, uh, your family members are not driving you crazy at this point? No, they're, I just passed one off to his grandma, so that's, that's <laughs> a win for me. And I put the, the youngest one to bed, so... Freedom for at least an hour. You said you so said you stuck right in the house. Uh, trying to turn the Disney Junior Channel off. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so Ian, you are probably the the only sports fan that's happy for quarantine because you don't have to watch the Marlins. Um, what do you miss oh. most about sports right now? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I miss golf the most just because I that's what I watched every single day. Uh, but, I mean, I was stoked for baseball to start. You know I mean? Always am, regardless of being a Marlins fan or not. Actually, <laughs> side note, my son brought home a Derek Jeter book the other day from <clears throat> from school, and I told him we're not allowed to read that shit. Why? There's nothing wrong with reading the Jeter book, man. I mean, you just read a couple pages and you throw it away. You don't actually finish it. Nah, That's nah. pretty much his, his managing style or nah, owner style. The, the biracial the biracial angel is not allowed in this house until the Marlins turn it around. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, we don't get many calls about golf. So I, I know Keith is, is just excited to, to talk. So um, we had discussed briefly um, some master odds in private. Um, who do you like most about, or who do you like most heading into the masters if it's played in October? I mean, it really kind of depends on when they can start playing again. Cause you know, nobody's going to really be on form. You got Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler playing rounds the golf left-handed right now. Cause there's nothing else to do. Uh, <laughs> So I don't really know. Like I, I mean, obviously you would take like Rory just because he's Rory. Uh, but like long shot odds, I mean, you would have no idea on what to do because 
nobody is playing golf right now for real. Nobody's playing competitive golf. I, I, what scares me about October is it's going to even shrink in, shrink in the, the contenders because it's going to play even firmer and faster. And for somebody like me, who we all know, huge Tiger Woods fan, it's probably going to be a little bit cooler. And I don't like that either. That was one of the things I was most excited about with the, the weather and where it was moving and everything kind of trending in that direction, you know, him at 16 to one, but uh, it does worry me. I, I am very interested to see though, exactly how different it plays. I'm just going off what I've read from like numbers and, and, you know, people that actually get to play the course, not guys like ourselves, but uh, I have heard that it's going to play a lot like longer, uh, even though it will be firmer because obviously it's just cooler. You know, the ball doesn't travel quite as far, uh, but they say the greens actually get slicker at that time of year if it, if it's, you know, believable. And so then again, you're going to like the guy you're talking about, like Rory, the John Roms, the Kepkas, Justin Thomas, DJ, guys that hit it high and soft. Uh, I mean, even like somebody like Ricky Fowler, uh, you know, would probably be the guys you look at. Is there any like really dark horse guys that you like at Augusta this year? Uh, I mean, that's really hard to say. Ricky's kind of a dark horse just because he hasn't been able to close it. Uh, Trash. But, I mean, this would this would be this this would be super Ricky Fowler to win the Masters in October. Uh, yeah, I mean, like when when we almost didn't have any majors at all, or yeah, you know I mean, like for him to come out of nowhere and win uh, a tournament that got pushed what six months back would be would be hilarious, honestly. Ian, I have said this, and I know Alan's not going to like me talking about this, but I've been saying for almost a year and a half now that Fowler is going to be this generation's Nicholson, uh, that he's going to struggle for 10 to 15 years, which is what he's doing, but he's always there. I mean, if you look at it, his record in majors and Nicholson's record in majors through like the first, I think, like 12 years is what Fowler's at now are like almost identical. Yeah. Fowler actually has more top tens and top fives than Mickelson did. And I just think kind of like with Phil, he just needs to break through, which eventually will because he's too talented. And then once he does, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised if he ends up being the guy you don't expect to win like two or three majors. And, you know, people will hate on him, and I get that. But Fowler has all parts of the game. He can putt. He can chip. He's got, you know, he drive the ball. He's a good iron player. He hits a high and soft. Uh, I, I'm 100% with you that I think he's going to win a major in the next like year or two. I really do. I think he's getting to that point in his career where he's learning how to do it. And just as long as he doesn't have a Jordan Spieth type uh, fall off the map type deal, uh, I really will be paying attention to Ricky and just about every major we cover whenever that starts uh, getting back up again. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, for the past, Probably five years I take Ricky and everything just because at some point sooner or later he's going to have to pull one out. Ricky Fowler is a bum. Hey, where's where's my? Oh, I was about to say where's my boy Xander Shoffley? I'm looking at some of these odds that you sent me earlier. Um, obviously, if we're doing long layoffs. I'm taking Xander because that's my default for everything. Um, honestly, you know it would be kind of funny if. Like, you know, like Sung J.M. and some of these other, like, Asian golfers are able yeah. to play because, you know, America doesn't know what they're doing. They don't know how to listen. So, Corona is still <clears throat> everywhere. But, like, South Korea – South Korea is already playing baseball. They're, they're having baseball games and stuff. So, I would assume 
if the golfers are over there, they're probably practicing and courses are opening soon. They'll probably be in better form. I think that would be an angle to take. I would be hesitant to to take too many Americans because, like you guys said, like people out here playing left-handed, just kind of joking around and stuff. But, um, I mean, it's not that you can't go out in some of these locations. You can still go out. You just can't be grouped up. But um, I don't know, man. I think we're headed towards the, the way where we can't go anywhere. And then that would definitely hurt some people. But, um, Keith. Stop making excuses yes, for sir. Tiger, man. If you too if you too old to play because it's cold, you need to go play on the senior tour. He's not old enough to play on the senior tour yet. I'm tired of hearing about it, man. I'm tired of hearing about it. it's too cold. Get out here and make my money, I wouldn't Tiger. Even say that it, it wouldn't be because he's too old. It would be because his back is, is fused together. I mean, he's like exactly. part robot by now. He's the one that wanted to sleep with 150 women. He's trying to be Wilt Chamberlain. That's not our fault. No, what it was was he was running around with, like, 50-pound vests on his chest trying to be a uh, Marine and bulk up. That's what, I mean, killed it. I, I, we were talking about it in the uh, Club Junkies group the other day that if I could go back in time, you know, obviously other than personal stuff, for sports, I would go back and tell Tiger in, like, 2002, like, dude, quit bulking up. You know, because when he was skinny, yeah, he did it just yeah, as far. Right, he had right. such a prettier swing, and I really believe that's what caused the yeah, back. He's not a Navy SEAL. Yeah, exactly. I would, I would go back and tell him, don't leave a voicemail. Just let it ride, bro. <laughs> 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 she picks up a uh, golf club, run. <laughs> hey, but look, we we had uh, we were talking about the NFC South, but I mean the AFC South, but we can get your input on the North because you're a Dolphins fan. Um, Tom Brady's so gone. So oh yeah, sorry, the AFC East. Sorry, Tom Brady's gone. The the Wicked Witch is yeah, dead. Hell yeah. The Patriots are, are bleeding their own blood. We've got the Patriots at even odds. Bills um, eight to five. Jets fifteen to two, and then the Dolphins at nine to one. Who's winning the AFC East this year? Uh, I mean, flip a coin, honestly. Because the Bills, the Bills probably should win it. That should be the easy bet. But mm-hmm. I mean, you really got to kind of trust Josh Allen to be Josh Allen of last year, and and them still produce the way that they were producing, and that defense to be what it was, which it won't be because they've already lost. I mean, the Dolphins signed signed Shaq Lawson. That was a major piece of their of their defense. They lost yeah. uh, somebody else too. Doing it, but last year they were the top. They were number two in scoring or in in points allowed. Yeah, I mean like they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to compete against like the Saints or mm-hmm. the Chiefs, like anybody who runs up a score uh, because they don't have the offensive power to do that for real. Can you promise me that um, Fitzpatrick doesn't play an entire season as starting quarterback? I knew that was coming. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, I doubt that he will, but, I mean, I wouldn't be too mad at it. It really kind of depends if and when it happens. Uh, I'm interested to see what the Dolphins address since they have six picks in the top 60. I mean, that's that's a lot. I mean, you could fill some major holes with that, I mean, and, we have, and we have plenty. Do you want them to take two? Absolutely not. Really? Now Why I not? hope to. I hope to uh, is ends up being a great NFL quarterback, 
or at least a decent good NFL quarterback, but I don't want to. Uh, that injury, regardless of how how well he's healed or how well he's performed during uh, pro days and shit like that, like that's still a major injury, and multiple quarterbacks have not ever come back from that and been the same kind of person. So, and I also don't want a quarterback that's more. Uh, I guess I, I, I don't really kind of agree with mobile quarterbacks for real because it it scares me when they get hurt easy. I mean, yeah. What about who? Herbert or Eason? Well, definitely not Eason. God, how you get run out of Georgia? Uh, <laughs> but. I mean, Hibbert, Hibbert looks high. You know, I mean, he played – he kind of played in a weak-ass conference, though. So, I, I mean, but that really shouldn't mean anything considering you got Carson Wentz who played D2 football and ended up being – should have won the MVP a couple years ago had he not tore his ACL. I would not take Herbert with the, with the top five pick. Um, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I honestly – I don't want them to take a quarterback in, in that first round. Uh, I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather see what Rose can do behind an offensive line that's an actual offensive line. You know, what I mean, like last year our offensive line was fucking dudes from standing outside of Home Depot. Like it was, there wasn't a major starter. Once they traded Laramie Tunzel, our whole offensive line was nobodies. Like, nobody had heard of those guys. Nobody had seen those guys play before. They were just the ragtag group that they were like, here's a couple hundred thousand dollars. Go push some big guys around. So, I want I kind of want to take the value on the 9-1 to one for the simple fact that the Dolphins played really, really inspired last year in the Flores. And, I mean, they got more talent this year. But I need some, I need some questions answered. One – if Fitzpatrick gonna play all year, two, who's my receivers, and then and then three, is Fitzpatrick gonna play all year? <laughs> I don't well, like the guy, man. He's a he's an eight to so, nine win quarterback at best. I mean, eight that to nine win, win, win that division though. I don't yeah, know. I, mean, I think like the, I think the Bills oh, the Bills will probably win at least ten this year. Josh Allen can't come on, Allen. We talked about this. What? They're gonna be. Josh, they're gonna need. Josh they Allen win 10, is going be... to take a step forward. You guys are hating. <laughs> Dang man, we we if, hype up so many fun games. If the Bills win ten games, six of them are gonna be by the skin of their teeth. Hey, it'd be like that. They'll be though. they'll be like the Chargers, bro. Like the Chargers were always the best bad team, and they always lost games by a field goal. If they win, wow. it'll be because of something like that. Singletary digs Allen. The new trio, man. Y'all just wait and see. Wait and see. Wait and see. I do like I mean, yeah. Ian. They Ian. traded a fucking ransom for, for Diggs, though. That was crazy. Yeah, they did. They did, but I think it'll be okay. Ian, I need I need some positivity on this, this corona quarantine, man. I'm, I'm on air in my... My uh, boss keeps emailing me to see if I'm working. So, um, <laughs> when this is gonna end? When are we gonna get our sports back? I don't know. If you listen to Donald Trump, he says he wants America open by 
Easter. That's <laughs> 16 days. <laughs> All right. I don't see that happening as that keep coming up. But, yeah, I mean, more positive tests are coming up because more people are getting tested. So that's that's kind of wishy-washy to, to trust. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't really know, man. But I know that I'm going a little stir-crazy. Uh, I, I'm, like, broadcasting, watching my members play at the golf course when I watch them play uh, because I, I don't have anything else going for me at work. Well, Ian, the uh, 2014 Open is on the Golf Channel right now, and they'll be showing Tiger Woods' uh, second-round matchup from the WGC match play here in a few hours. So uh, that at least is there for you, but there's there's not much else. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been a rough uh what, couple weeks. That's what it feels like at least. I don't even know how long it's been, man. It's been too long. I I don't know what's going on anymore. Like I said, I thought today was Monday, it's Thursday. Yeah, I mean I'm worried I, about I, you. I made a bet with my son. I made a bet with my oldest son this morning and told him that if he could clean his room in under ten minutes, I'd give him fifteen pieces of candy. And if he finished in five minutes, he could get twenty. But if you finished over ten, then I got to eat all fifteen pieces. That's that's <laughs> where my gamble is at right now. Well, I was say you should yeah. let us wager on that. <laughs> I mean, he I mean, just I'm goes just, in there. He goes in there and gets distracted horses, and starts so. playing with toys again. Yeah, I'm just betting horses, so I can't say much. But um, thanks for calling, bro. We're going to try to keep the yeah, rounds open okay. for a little bit longer. Um, if nobody else calls in, in, like, the next five to ten minutes, I'll just end the show. It's perfectly fine. It appears that people are actually at work. So somebody lying. Somebody is lying because we yeah. put it out there, and everybody's talking about their essential personnel. Like, y'all ain't essential, man. They, their wives probably sent them to the store to get toilet paper. They don't want to admit it. That's what it is. <laughs> I know that's what it is. Hey, but My job is essential, but I need somebody to watch these kids. That's true. That's true. Hey, look, take them to work. I bet you they'll be like, okay, you can go back home. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> My six-year-old will probably love that shit, uh, run around the fairway all day. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, y'all be hey, easy. All right, bro. And be safe. So, so it looks like we got another caller, so we'll take a quick break, and we will be right back.
All right, we've got another caller just in the nick of time. I'm going to let Keith bring him in. I believe we have on the line somebody that actually won their Sweet 16 IBS March Madness bracket matchup uh, yesterday. Rian, you there? That's right. I'm here, and I'm just here to say that I'm here, and my next opponent, Joe Mack, isn't, and I know he's a teacher, so I know he's at home. So you could have called in, but IBS, I am here for you. <laughs> Joe's reading. Vote Wait, 2020. Joe's a teacher? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah I think course, so. Dude. Yep. It makes complete He's sense a- why him and Ronnie are friends now. It makes complete yep. sense. Yep. Terrible. So really, hey, but, so what do you want to you- I know you guys have already covered the NFC East, but what are the betting odds that the coronavirus will affect Carson Wentz's injury status for next year? <laughs> will he be even more prone to being injured, or will he actually make it like six games this year? I would say the over-under would be eight games. Yep. For him to start? Yeah. To start. And I have the younger. Eagles picked up a, another backup? I I don't think so. So running, rolling with Sudfeld if he's not injured again. I'm not. I'm not That's sure who they picked uh, up. Honestly, I don't know if you heard it, but I told Ronnie I actually like the uh, Cowboys at the odds just because I, I can't trust the Eagles and Wentz to stay healthy. I think they're the best team uh, in the division, but I, I just, you know, he actually kind of convinced me that in saying that the Eagles were probably the uh, the best play, but then, you know, of course, said that, well, that's if Wentz stays healthy. So what do you want to talk about, man? This is your show right and, now. All right. So, you know, I'm now becoming a proud member of Team D-Gen. So I've been, you know, I followed that beating the bookie guy. He's no Allen, I tell you that. No actively lazy. I mean, he's gone <laughs> way cold. But ever since <laughs> – Ever since I followed him on Twitter, I'm no longer using his free bets, though. They seem to not work out. I had a whole bunch of other, like, betting sites follow me. So this one guy is really into, like, Nicaraguan soccer. But it doesn't seem like that plays out too well either. But, man, it's it's rough out there. No cricket, no camel jockeys. I don't know what to do. So I've, I've went as far as um, I think I bet, like, a uh, – an uh, African soccer league one time it was like three four years ago, and and I couldn't even I couldn't even see the game like it was like a, a random Twitter feed. Nah, it, I couldn't even stream it. It was like a random Twitter feed, and the Twitter feed was showing pictures like screenshots of the game, and they were playing on a dirt field. There was there was no grass on the field, and they were playing on a dirt field. And so I ain't gonna lie. I, I had to do something, so I have I have messed around with the uh, Madden simulations and stuff like that, just as a joke, because I had um, a ton of free money plays. And um, I mean, it was easy. I mean, but, like think about it: the, the game is based on ratings. You just if you're getting points with a better rated team, you just take the better rated team. It's really not that difficult. But I mean, I didn't I didn't put like any real money. Like it was all just free play stuff. And so um, I have been doing horse racing. Uh, the last pretty much every day that I've been off, um, I've tried to do it like a dollar pot. So um, it's it's kind of difficult, but it's also interesting. I didn't know there were so many different styles of horse racing. There's like a trotting one, and then there's like the carriage. There's one. a mutter. Come on, you never heard of mutters? No. Nah, well, 
to my knowledge, the term mudder means they just run on a on a mud track if it rains. That's correct. I did, I never I never knew about like no like literally they trot. Like no, no, no. That's like a specific trot. horse that runs well in oh, that kind of condition. Oh. They're a mudder. No, I, yeah. So I've heard of of that. I just I've never seen like the the prancing races. I guess prancing is was more of of the better term. But like they literally, I posted I posted it on my actual Facebook page. Like I was watching, like they just prance and race. It's like a speed walking competition for horses. It's yeah. The weirdest <laughs> thing ever. And and um. <laughs> I did give out the uh, Louisiana Derby winner it was eight to one um, Wells Bayou, which we talked about how golf has changed, but the uh, Kentucky Derby isn't going to be held until September, and that's that's changed a lot um, on the landscape of horse racing. But um, I mean, it's 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 hard out here, Rehan. I mean, you had your you had the camel racing thing going good. I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> <laughs> that Iranian coronavirus spread all throughout there, I guess. <laughs> Right, it it's crazy how how the the virus has shut down so much stuff. I mean, like, all right, so you don't have to be at the track to bet on the horses and stuff. I mean, the horses don't care about the sands for real. It's not yep. like 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 Wells Bayou ain't gonna come out and say I'm not running because I don't have fans. Like LeBron said, he didn't want to play if he didn't have fans. Like it's it to me, it just seems kind of silly for the for the racing industry to to kind of shut down. I mean, they can sanitize and then they can just keep it really limited to select people, which I've heard that that's what they've been doing at some tracks. But all across the globe, yeah, people have been shutting down. I tell you what, they didn't shut down in Japan. They've been running every day in Japan and Australia. I don't bet on those. I'm just saying that they're running. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. You want to go over the yeah, so championship uh, odds with them? Yeah, we can. We can't hear what all you guys right. say. We didn't get all right. We didn't get to that. So these are again from earlier this week. Uh, the the top favorites and the only one that surprised me is the Pats, so at eight to one. But you got the Chiefs at three to one, the Ravens at fifteen to four, the Pats at eight to one, Steelers eleven to one. Then you have the Bills and Colts at thirteen to one, the Titans at fourteen to one. Who do you guys like out of those teams other than the Chiefs? Because I know everybody's going to say the Chiefs. Honestly, I like the I like the Ravens on that odds, those odds especially. It's Lamar Jackson's third year, and I think if you look back at history, even look at you know recently Patrick Mahomes, what he did in the playoffs his first year, what he did his second year, and then the third year obviously was the Super Bowl as a starter, maybe not in the league but as a starter. And just being Lamar's third year, now he's gotten two years of playoff experience behind him. I think with Harbaugh there as well, who's, who's a great coach, defense still looks good. Offense may need to pick up some pieces, but uh, Ingram did great for them last year. I really like the Ravens at that odd, at those odds. I'm going to go contrarian here and say that. Don't say the Bills. No, 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 no. Let's not get too <laughs> crazy. Um, a team, a team that that I like. I still kind of want them want them to make a couple of moves. But let me get the Steelers at eleven to one. Yes, man. I, I like their defense um, returning. Obviously, um, I think they're going to play better. And then with with um, a healthy Ben Roethlisberger, I mean that offense is definitely going to play better. I wish they 
wish they'd just take Le'Veon back, man. Like, just take Le'Veon back. <laughs> just re-sign, re-sign yeah. AP. Just give me one more year. Like, they really should have never broken that team up, which they didn't do it. The players did. Like, and I, I, well, I understand Le'Veon. I understand Le'Veon's reasoning. I don't understand. I don't understand um, AB. But if if you gave me the three Bs back in this division and in, in, a, in a conference without Tom Brady, like, they literally waited eight years for this – Eight years, 20 years in, in Brady's case, but Roethlisberger has only been, he's been lead, what, probably like 15 or so? But either way, they've waited a long time. They've waited a long time. Okay, so I was close, yeah. So this is their moment. Like, bring bring it back, man. Run it back one more time. We ain't got time. Bill's going to be on his on his last uh, leg over there. Uh, we still got to worry about Patty Mahomes, but I think they got a defense and, and, and an offense, honestly, when they had Le'Veon and A.B., um, and Juju and Ben, like that offense could hang with pretty much anybody. I, I would like to see them run it back. And at 11 to 1, that would be great. I mean, there's still an opportunity. I think uh, Bell's on the market. AB will play for anybody at this point. So I wouldn't be surprised if he did go back. He didn't have those mental issues when he was in Pittsburgh. He was a nut, but he won't mentally, like, out in left field. So. I'm not sold on the Ravens. I'm, I'm about to say something that everybody's probably going to groan about, but I think Lamar showed us enough in the playoffs. I don't think that's his thing, man. I can't do it. I can't back him no more. Yeah. Like I, the rookie season, I was like, okay, it's his rookie year, and, and, the, and the Chargers ran quarters, so it kind of threw him off, all right. Then he, he's MVP. He comes in. He's got home field advantage, and he lost to the Titans. He lost to the Titans. It's a bad matchup. He lost to the Titans, a, a, a team that doesn't really have the athletes that can hang with him. Like, no, 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 no. I can't accept that, man. I can't accept that. I can't accept that they lost to the Browns last year either, but I, I, I'm just I done. I told you they Lamar. were going to lose that game when we previewed it. Like, I told you straight up they were going to lose that game. That was a long – no, that was like the very first loss that they had in the season. I don't think we were doing the podcast then. The no, Titans game, about yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, the Titans game. We yeah, we had discussed the the probability, but I'm I mean so still is unacceptable. <laughs> I mean I mean, we both cashed in on it too, but I mean I'm still like once I separate the gambler from the fan, a lot of the times what what I find out is that the fan is way more critical than the gambler. Like the things that the gambler's happy about, the fan is like what the fuck. <laughs> so that was yeah. the fan in me that was going what the fuck? How you lose? But the gambling me was like, I'm glad I listened to Keith. <laughs> I give him one more year, uh, and it shows we've been doing the podcast together for some time because I was going to say the Steelers. That was who I liked out of that. But I do want to highlight the Titans are 14 to 1. You get Tannehill back. They got Henry. No. I mean, if you look no. at what they – excuse me. Wait a minute. What do you mean no? No, they don't They don't have the offense for it. They, they, they won't score enough points to, to get uh, – to a to a like a, a championship level in regards to to winning the whole thing. Like I think last year was just a, a flash in the pan run, but no, I'm telling you right now, NFL when it comes to NFL, Rabel's a good be, coach. He's a good coach, but he ain't got offense. You can't bank on teams that can't score because the, their defense. How do you know they're not going to take gener- a step forward? They got the best back in the league. They have a quarterback because, who got better each week, and they have a young receiver that, if you look late in the season, was making strides. I know he was nowhere in the playoffs, but he was a rookie. Because film is out on that team, and yep. they are going to get exposed. 
because they're not they're they're not that talented. They they had a good run, but talent wise, they're not that talented. And I think they took a lot of people by surprise last year. Everything just kind of came together. The stars aligned, but but no, I mean I I picked them to win the division. But like when we're talking about the the Chiefs and and. I mean, it's really just the Chiefs. If they can avoid the Chiefs, they got a better shot. But I don't think they can avoid the Chiefs, and they they will never, never beat Kansas City because they can't score enough. I I mean that's fair, but Kansas City could get a bad matchup, lose. It happens every time, and then the rest of those who, teams in the AFC. Who are you telling me is going to score a ton of points? Lose to who? Who are the Chiefs going to lose to, man? They <laughs> they can spot they can spot us twenty eight and fill six and still beat us. I don't know how, but, they, I mean, they'll find a way. They're just that good on offense. Like, I hate to admit Injuries. it, man, but. Man, you know we've seen this before. Stuff that happens. man dislocated his kneecap and came back in two weeks and won a Super Bowl. <laughs> I quit. I, I'm done. No, I, 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 t- I, t- I give in. I give in. Oh, come on. Let's not get crazy. Nah, I give in. Anything man. else you want to talk about? No, I got questions for Rehan because we kind of just iced them out. I'm sorry, Rehan. But look, let's do it. Yeah, Rehan, because you're 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 a brand yeah, okay. new gambler. You're a brand new gambler, and and you seem to be finding your niche here. What have you found to be the most successful sport for you to gamble on? Most successful sport right now, it's uh, NFL. Still, I feel like I mean that's where I you know have my expertise and experience on. I mean, and I, for everything mm-hmm. else, I usually just follow you, Alan. Like college basketball, <laughs> I have no like the trends. Uh, I went out by myself one time, picked uh, Ruck- Maryland to beat Rutgers, and Rutgers just because Maryland, you know, that's one of those teams where I think, yeah, I, had, I actually laid a future bet on them to win it all. But man, mm-hmm. they let you down every time. And I didn't realize that Rutgers was like nineteen and one at home. I just figured Maryland was good enough to beat that. And that didn't work out. So man, I'm just following your lead on college basketball. Man, I don't have that down yet. Yeah, um, we gotta get you in the golf. I'm really hating uh, Maryland. But, yeah, I would say definitely, you know, everybody knows when they talk to me, I, I hype up golf. Golf is the best payout um, for the odds that you get. The mo- Like, if you not trying to spend hundreds of dollars on bets, then golf is your sport, man. I mean, you could you could take $100 and space it out between 10 golfers. All, you, all it takes is you to win one time, and, and you got some money in the bank. Uh, Rehan, is there any sport that you're looking forward to outside of NFL to, to bet on? I think college football, just because there's so many there, so many games mm-hmm. there. The thing about college football for me is, like, the spreads are wild. So it doesn't matter yeah. who wins. It's just are they going to win by that much? And, you know, this year, if, I'm assuming the WNBA season is still going to happen because that's not something I'm really, you know, into that much, but I know – from being on the All Star page every day last year, you had something out there for for WNBA. Dude, WNBA is my money maker, man. I'm I'm waiting to hear it too. I actually I actually follow all like eight teams on uh, Twitter, and I haven't seen anybody tweet anything about the season not starting. Um, which is funny. The WNBA Twitter handles are way more active than all the other sports, and and you actually do get a lot of good inside information on, like, player injuries and, and other little things that go on that can determine the outcome of, of a game. So, Rehan, my advice to you would be, do you have Twitter? Yes. All right. So just follow, like, even though you follow, you did say that earlier, you follow Beating the Bookie. Like, that's fine, like, to follow the cappers. But, um, like, Sports Insight, uh, Action 
Action Sports is a they have an app that we we uh can also use with my bookie. But like follow them, um Roto Grinders. Um I follow uh Notorious uh Roto Grinder for um golf information. Uh the guy Josh Culp that I also talk about, I use his information as well. But put them on your alerts so you can get like really quick information and um a lot of times you can you can hit lines before they move because especially like beat writers when it comes to college sports, like college basketball, the beat writers are incredible. And they will send out a tweet um I'll let you know about how somebody looks in practice, if they were questionable, they didn't dress out on Thursday, but the game's on Friday. So you can kind of gauge the probability of whether or not that person's going to play. And um, you can use that information to your advantage. And and the thing about sports gambling, it's just all about staying current and up to date because lines change constantly. But, you know, if you get your information first, you can really take advantage of um, some situations. And then the Action Sports app actually um, allows you to put alerts on lines, and then it'll tell you when the line is changing. So you can get your bet in before it changes. Wow, that's not good, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Rehan, we appreciate you calling, man. Uh, don't listen to Keith. The Chiefs are unstoppable. We all just got to bow down for at least another five, six years. Actually, honestly, the only thing that might stop the Chiefs is that eventually they got to pay these guys. <laughs> and the salary cap ain't that high. I mean, you could make a case Patty Mahomes deserves $200 million easily, and mm-hmm. that might be the only thing that will stop them, but – who knows? These dudes might pull a pull a Warriors and just take pay cuts and stay together. Just it to ain't happening in the NFL. Come on, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, you yeah, never know, man. Yeah. Patty Mahomes, Patty Mahomes <laughs> got that uh, that light skin swag. He might he might transcend like uh, Curry. People didn't think it would happen with Curry, but he did transcend. Well, I'm saying so. the QB might happen, but you're telling me that you're gonna have running backs and offensive linemen oh, like yeah, that take no. pay cuts? I don't think so. Now, the running back is expendable. I mean, shoot, for the the legal fees they put in for Hill, he better take a pay cut. I still don't know how he got in the league, He's man. Now that yeah, I think no about it, that's how, yeah, that's it. yeah, now that I think about it, how how was he able to even play? He yeah. like did he break his kid's arm or something like that, and then told the chick she was gonna Punch get it too or something like that. The, uh, yeah, she was what? It too, right? Yo, I lost a hundred dollars on that because I I bet that he wouldn't play. Uh, he wouldn't start week one. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then he actually got hurt. He got hurt and then ended up dressing out for two plays and he got hurt again. But he dressed out, so I had to pay it. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm not I'm not that type of guy. I I mean the casino would have probably honored it, so I was like, it is what it is. He dressed out. So uh Rehan, if we get baseball going, um you can follow me on that too. Um I usually do parlays in baseball on the money line because it just seems uh-huh. safer. Um but they have run lines. The run lines used to be really generous, but now with so much information being out about the uh, the weather and elevation and, and the nuances of ball flight, like people think it's crazy, but it's it's a lot of information that's out there now that wasn't out there before, so we don't get as many generous lines. So I used to get lines at like three, three and a half on teams that were averaging like five or six a game. And we would just just make a ton of money, but now they're like four and a half, five and a half. They don't give you that much leeway. So um, keep following, man. I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate your support. One day, maybe I'll make it big. We can share a boat and, and some fun. Yeah, that would be outstanding. All right. 
Outstanding. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you. Yes, sir. Bro, we got to be honest, man. There's nothing stopping the Chiefs except for God himself. But maybe it's because you didn't see it. Maybe it's because you wasn't a fan. But I saw my team up up, about two scores and dominating the game and, and just knew that we were still going to lose. I don't know if you've, you've ever felt that before. Maybe – Oh, Maybe yeah. you didn't really I, I have no idea yeah. what that. I have no idea what that feels like. Well, the was. Patriots were not as good as the Chiefs were this year in relation to when they came back against y'all. Their, their comeback was probably, well, obviously better. But like there was, there was mistakes made by the Falcons that you could be like, okay, if they'd have done this, that might have turned out different. There was, there was mistakes nothing, made by the Niners. There was nothing the Niners could do because they didn't score Dude. enough points. Didn't score Come enough. On. We needed at least twenty-seven. We did. Twenty wasn't going to ever win that game. Ever, and that's that's honestly that's the problem with with teams facing the Chiefs. I think next year is that they're going to run into the same problem. You're never going to score enough I just think points. there's a lot of it's just NFC, always a, a matter of NFC teams of, that can score that. NFC. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree with that. There, so you're there just are, saying but for the, the AFC, it's over. You're not saying oh, for the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, the Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl people always have a have a shot. I mean. The the biggest fear for me is what if the Chiefs don't spot people twenty points and they actually have to play them honest? Like think about it, they played every single game down multiple scores and came back and won. Like that's just to me that's improbable. That's probably the most impressive thing about the whole uh, the whole season last year is that they were pretty much like I don't want to say they were BS and I'm pretty sure they were trying, but they literally. Spotted people points and still won they every game. Andy <laughs> Reid. <laughs> now Andy, Andy has Andy, Andy did well. Andy, did, I give Andy credit. I'm usually pretty critical <laughs> of him, but his clock management and stuff didn't have to come into play because he was up a lot. So, um, but yeah, so it seems like everybody's still kind of finding a way to deal with this quarantine. Meanwhile, my job is texting me and asking me if I'm doing my work. And then I get yeah, the work on that, a SWAT analysis. That John Bone Jones was arrested for a DWI. So it seems like everybody's pretty much doing what they do on their free time right That's now. That's right. <laughs> Hopefully Bones. I mean, he doesn't look like he's high in the um, in the picture. He looks like he he looks like he might. Well, have that's been how drinking, you can but, tell you're a professional. Yeah, I am. I am. I, I mean, think. to be honest. Yeah, right. That's how you I, get. Know, I know my mug shots, uh, but yeah, he doesn't look like he's on what he usually is on. So hopefully, it's just drinking. Hopefully, but um, you'd be surprised how like traces of that stuff be in your system, man. And you you could be, especially if you're an addict, you'd be functional as as you can possibly be. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna keep trying to bring content. Um. I mean, we're running out of stuff to talk about, obviously. Um, I am a little disappointed that we didn't have enough callers. I thought we would have a ton because everybody's complaining that they're at home. But I guess we'll do it next time. We'll try it next yeah. time at night. Man, IBS got a bunch of posers, man. All the men in there talk big and bad. <laughs> it's just locker room talk. But in, in, at home, they don't really run anything, man. They, they, they just be talking. It's all good, though. It's all right. Everybody's got that. I guess in their house. I'm not so. one of those posers. I admit my wife runs my house, so I, I'll just go ahead and tell you. 
I just stay in happy my lane, life, man. Happy life, man. <laughs> nah, happy two-year-old happy life is what I'm going with. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> I'm just trying to survive, man. He He's taking a nap right now, so. He's going to be real tick when he find out daddy actually got to work. Because <laughs> we've been chilling, man. We've really been chilling. But um, I don't, I, when I find out some news on, like, golf and stuff like that, I'll let you guys know. Um, and then once I figure this horse horse racing thing out, I will let you guys know as well because um, I, I plan on adding that to, like, my everyday repertoire. Um, I mean, it's, it's – it's been really fun, even though I, I haven't won the last couple of days. Um, just the idea of watching the horses race and, and learning the, the lingo and things like that. There's a lot of money in it. The other day, dude, the other day, um, I bet on a on a on a race. I think it was like a claiming race, so it's like second tier. It's not really that big of a deal. An eighty to one won. He won by a lot. Like blew the other horse. Just like out. golf. Yeah, so like I mean, you can find you can find those uh, those um, long shots. Typically, they're not that long. Usually, like they're like ten to one or something like that. But like an eighty to to see an eighty to one win, and then obviously nobody was there. But I've seen long shots win before, and how people go crazy. I can only imagine like there was probably like fifty thousand people across America just running up and down their hallway screaming and, and hugging people and somebody's like what is going on and it's like because we're all we're all just one big family right now just trying to find something to scratch this itch but yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not actually betting on simulation sports I, I once I used up all my free play Give money another and week. stuff I cashed out I'm, I'm holding strong I I checked the line yesterday um and I looked and I I didn't um I didn't touch it but whew it's, it is tempting, but I just keep telling myself it's the same as doing slots, and I hate slots. So it's it like, is, yep. You can't. You can't. But, um, yeah, so continue to support my bookie. I know Ronnie's probably going to listen to this and be like, dude, they didn't even put that in until the very end. But, yes, mybookie.ag is still our sponsor uh, for gambling. They still have a ton of stuff that you can gamble on, including the camel racing, uh, hockey, and Belarus, and – soccer and wherever they're playing soccer at that it's allowed um i think we were doing australian soccer and some other stuff but um i mean it's it's out there if you really want to bet on something got an itch like there, there are people still capping out there so by all means do your thing i'm gonna stick to horse racing in america because I can watch that uh, on TBG, and there's a lot of information on that as well. So even, Keith, even if you want to drop $10 or something on a horse, my recommendation is Gulfstream Park uh, because they have, like, what I consider to be, be the more professional cappers and is more organized. But if you could just go to their site, and they'll tell you, like, what horses they like and, and why they like them, and then um, – they they send you to like other sites to show you like the pedigree and things like that that'll break it down. TVG.com has been really good with explaining like the uh, simple nuances of the sport and, and the terms. So kind of like uh, PGATour.com is is really good at, at letting people know like hey this is what we mean when we say bent grass and and, and POA and, and all these other acronyms that people are like what does that even mean? Why is that even important? So they do Providing really good yeah, yeah. So PGA Tour, TBG, um, and MLB.com are now my three favorite sites for uh, just analysis from professionals who actually played the sport 
and then give back to gamblers as well. So um, those three are, are really good. So definitely check those out. Awesome. Uh, and also we want to make sure that if you are not currently in the Ivy Sports uh, Facebook group, you need to join that. And then once you do, you should become an all-star member. Uh, you get uh, a ton of privileges, not to mention Alan gives you free picks daily. Uh, it's worth, uh, what is it, five bucks a month? I mean, you can't beat that. Uh, and yep. then I know we will be doing another uh, wrestling podcast sometime this weekend. It, the, the world of wrestling is just as weird as guys are doing shows with no crowds. It's it's just it's a crazy world right now. But uh, we will uh, continue to try to provide content, and we will definitely try to do this again. We'll try it at night. Maybe we can get some more callers. And, uh, Alan, you got anything else you want to plug? No, pray for me. I'm dying over here. Uh, you know, if, I, if you're listening from the future, that. help. Well, at least just give us an idea when this will be over. That's, I think that's what most people want. But uh, yeah. we uh, we appreciate you, and we will be back, and uh, hopefully sometime in the near future uh, we can uh, actually hear this. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money.